0: This is a Detail
1: Podcast. Good evening, Mr. Bond. I've been expecting you. Have a seat. It's over, Duke. I've got you now. (laughs) Not so fast. As you can see, you are now strapped to that chair, and there are headphones dropping from the ceiling. What are you going to do to me? I will never submit to torture. We shall see about that. After you listen to this series of rejected Bond themes, you will most likely be driven mad.
2: (laughs) Today on the show, we will be playing Bond themes that did not make the cut.
0: There's a rumble in the sky, and all the world can hear a call.
1: Johnny Cash? They shut yep. at the fury of the mighty thunderball. thunderball. Oh, Thunderball, wow. All right. The power of her engines now is. Hello, and welcome to, to Drink in Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. This episode is featuring Karate Riot from Dot and Line. I am player one, the Duke, and not the Duke that is singing right now.
2: (laughs) And this is player two, Saf, and the track you're listening to is from the one and only Johnny Cash. It is a rejected theme from Thunderball, obviously.
0: I like this one.
2: Yeah, it, it's a great song. I don't know if it brings Bond to mind. Because it's more of like a country western type right. vibe, but that's definitely not what the feel of Thunderball is, but it's a great song.
1: Right. I mean, Tom Jones is great. Don't get. The, yeah, that's a good song too. Yeah, don't get that twisted. And even the Tom Waits one, you still don't know what the fuck has to do with the movie. <laughs> right. Thunderball, your
0: fiery breath can burn
1: I just don't know what a Thunderball is. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's got a hot breath, apparently. (laughs) And it burns
0: everything. Yeah. (laughs) All right.
2: Let's get to our beer. I'm going to let this play out in the background while we talk about it. But, uh, yeah, this is an excellent rejected theme. And this is what we're going to get a ton of more of over the course of this episode.
1: Perfect. Karate Riot. Dot and Line Brewing Company out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's one of the newer ones. Uh, Keith has been getting a lot more of them on the show, so I figured just keep going with it and have this wonderful one.
2: We haven't had any on this on Drinking Geek OST yet, and I believe. No, you, well, you no, had Dolphin ec- Farts.
1: Eco the Dolphin, yeah. Yeah, you had the Dolphin Farts, yeah. Um... So, yeah, this would be this would be good to have uh, on the show, especially since uh, it is video game related uh, and karate. And Roger Moore is a karate master with his chops. Um, however, this is music, not video games, but we still do geeky music stuff. So whatever. We'll we'll take it. It's the closest we're going to get to a connection that I can think of that I didn't even think of. So most definitely that, that Seth thought of not me. Um, but it is 10% ABV. There's no IBUs on the can or on the website. So we're going to have to play our little game to figure out, uh, what the geek references. And so I guess we'll just, uh, we'll go from there. I didn't see any description, um, anywhere on the website, but there is something on the can, um, right there it is, uh, the triple dry hop, triple hazy IP. There's a lot of triples there with honey <laughs> is like a swift roundhouse of hops to your face. Layered waves of passion fruit, strawberries, and stone fruit, and tangerines assault your sense senses with hoppy pleasures. But remember, Grasshopper, always drink responsibly.
2: It also says the hops are Strata, Medusa, Sabro Galaxy. The yeast is a 38 juice. The grains is two-row, flaked old shit acid, and wheat malt. And then as far as the artwork goes, it says Karate Riot in like a... Like a, uh, I don't know, like a comic booky kind of like bang, pow format.
1: Yeah, all the uh, uh, punch-out style, like, you know, fight mo- movies, yes. animated Everything stuff. Everything
2: is sort of 8-bitty looking. We got like a guy up in the corner doing some karate moves. Guys front and center, like kicking a dude in the chin. And uh, another couple of guys over here. One's knee and the other guy in the face, maybe. Um, There's a whole bunch of karate riots going on. And I'm wondering, I don't know if you've watched the Cobra Kai series. I have. Uh, In season three, there's like a big, or maybe it's season two, I don't remember, but there's a big karate fight in the high school. Yep. And then the news outlets say, there was a karate riot today at whatever (laughs) high school. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious if it's a reference to that or not.
1: It might I don't know. It seems like this this beer is new. This brewery is newer, so that probably mm. uh probably has. I wonder how often you hear that in a uh in a sense. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the only time I've ever heard the sentence or the term karate riot be used.
1: Right. I'm proposing an edit to untap, by the way. I am typing in this description because I don't have one, so we might as well put it in there.
2: Well that's nice of you. I will talk about the well, I, I yeah, we covered the can. There's a like a light blue background, and there's like purple accent. So it's a very cool can, very attractive to the
1: eye. They're not quite 8 bit. It's more like 16 bit, uh, Mortal Kombat style, like the yeah. 1990s, 1991. Uh, the way that she's doing the kick, uh, it's all around. It's it's super. I love it. It's, it's super cool. I so far like pretty much everything Dot and Line has for can wise. They they do a great job with can art. Yeah, they're a printing company, as they should. hmm uh, Yeah, and our,
2: it's kind of like a photo that they uh, mm-hmm. pixelized.
1: Just like our l- images on this podcast. Yes, exactly. So the color, or should I go with the smell? It goes the with the color, color.
0: yeah. Uh,
2: it's a goldy orange, according to my eyes.
1: Yeah, it is... Um... I was going to say there's a... It's like kind a, of a darkish orange. Yeah, I was going to say a hint of red to it.
2: Yeah, a little bit.
1: But it's basically... Yeah, they're definitely going towards the like the Goku uh, gi style of the orange color. Uh, it might not be as orange. I kind of want it to be Goku's gi, though. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable
2: with that color as well. Depending on where I look, what light lighting I have, I can definitely see it being that. Or a little bit darker, but... Gokuu'ski sounds like a perfect
1: pair. All right, or Blanca shorts, <laughs> or Blanca shorts. Yeah, <laughs> anything, fight related. Yeah, I like it.
2: Uh, let's smell it up, and I'm not getting much off of it.
1: No, not really. Off the beer itself. Uh, it smells hoppy. It's a triple. Yeah. It... So clearly, it's going to be. Can has like a residual like um, citrusy. Smell. Yeah, like a tangerine type of flavor to it. A little bit of grapefruit. A lot of piney notes from the the hops in there.
2: Yes, definitely. I can smell it. It's pretty hard to see through. It's not hazy, but it, it's dark enough where I can't really see anything, yeah. like my hand or anything, just a shadow.
1: Yeah, that's basically, yeah, just shadows and dust. Oh, that's quoting Gladiator, thing. <laughs> it looks good. I can't exactly say it smells good. The can doesn't really particularly right give me anything so very curious on how this is going to taste i have a very very uh big assumption that this is going to be super bitter it's 10 percent. i feel like this is going to be really bitter and i hope i'm wrong but i feel like this yeah, is going to be really bitter it's a triple
2: alcohol might be super noticeable 10 percent is way up triple uh dry yeah. hopped so we'll find out here in three
1: two one Holy shit. There's a burn there. Holy moly.
2: Yeah. Definitely can tell the alcohol is present. Yeah. But also there's like a fruity juiciness to it that I was not expecting based mm-hmm. on the smell.
1: Yeah, there's there's literally like three phases to this. Just like a Bond video game. There's three phases to this. <laughs> um there's the top down uh car chase, which is the the alcohol that you get right in the mouth. There's the uh, side scroller shooter that I uh, I can I can see uh, from the the, the the bitterness to it, and then mm-hmm. there's the first person uh, save the girl sweetness to it. And you can you can pretty much taste all three phases. Not that I'm sounding like a rambling idiot, but you can pretty much separate those three main things yeah. as like a progression through that one sip. It's not like you sip it. Yeah, I could taste the sweetness. Or, Oh yeah, I can taste the alcohol, but it's like you go like in a wave. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. As you go through. That's it's intense. That one is a lot. It's
2: quite enjoyable, I I would say. It's unique in that way where it's it's kind of stagnant or separated into those different phases, but definitely has a good flavor to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just poured the rest of the um can into my thing, so I saw some things fall into it. So pretty excited to see that. It's probably probably Hobbs might from... change
2: the flavor a little bit. Yeah, for you.
1: Um, that fruitiness. I'm getting a lot of strawberries, like as oh yeah, as like the last bit of like flavor to it. Uh, stone fruit is such like a, a a big range of whatever that fruit could be, peaches mm-hmm. or cherries or whatever plums plums yeah uh, anything with a pit. But you could pretty much tell the strawberry at the very end for at least i think i can
2: yeah once you pointed that out i was like there's a fruit flavor here that i'm not able to point my finger on because it's not something that that's typically happens in an ipa but i think strawberry nails it
1: yeah it does yeah uh there's um it's almost like a uh a knockoff dull orange strawberry flavor mm-hmm. like I don't want to say knockoff because it is a knockoff because Dole is very, like, orange-centric with some strawberry flavors. This seems very strawberry-centric with some citrus flavor to it. And that's just good because I got a taste for the strawberry. I pointed it out, and now that's really all I taste. taste. Yeah, it's,
2: it's in front <laughs> center in your mind, but yeah. Definitely seems to be there, even though they never mention it on the can or anything. So Well, I guess they do say passion fruit, strawberry, and stone fruit, so it is mentioned it's just not on untapped yet speaking of untapped there are only 98 radians again they're a very small micro brew that just opened i think they just had their one year anniversary and it's a 4.12
1: average it's not bad that's a pretty good rating Let's see if i got any buddies i say we should have, at least have one
2: i have one his name is keith drink in geek out it says very sweet yet hoppy at a dangerous 10 percent. Definitely a powerful kick to this one, and he gave it a four, which is more than I was expecting from him.
1: But yeah, I, he does like strawberries, so yeah, maybe that's, that's why true. I'm getting the tingles right now <laughs> <laughs> like this 10% tingles. So,
2: yeah, it is definitely present, and maybe since this is like six months old, it might even be
1: more than that. Yeah, um, I have a friend on here that we didn't mention. His name's Adam Byers. Uh, I went to uh, school with him. I actually didn't go with him. He was a student of mine. <laughs> but now he's old enough to drink. Well, yeah, no, it's um at the university uh, when I was teaching my peers. Oh, okay. So we're like the same age. So it's weird, but not weird. He All he wrote was 10%, so he's probably feeling it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he gave it a four. And then I got another guy on here named Saf. Oh, yeah, I already checked it in, so I don't even have to worry about doing that.
2: Um, Follow up on that later.
1: Yeah. Uh, these pictures are cool. Uh, essentially, uh, what we see. This glass is nice. I don't know if you can see it. It's like yes. a, a red, like a, a red background, uh, but it looks really cool. It's a shame that it's like a, a red lettering. I uh, can't really see, but I think it looks pretty dope. Uh, some of these photos are um, basic, a dot line glass. I kind of, I need that in my life. Yeah, I was just about to read that one. Actually,
2: he's Taylor S says bomb diggity second can i've had and it's delicious honey really smooths it out four and a half
1: i hope he made a uh, a brat bath with that and he's not just oh that would be so good not that he's cooking <laughs> cooking his beer yeah but th- that looks good i'm gonna make some dogs on the grill right now right now Ooh, someone took a flight list dolphin farts karate riot coconut koo, whatever that is uh heavy wheeze and birdie jews is what their flight list was i'm guessing
2: it's that coconut kong they had oh yeah, in, like, yeah cognac barrels or something yeah that
1: might be it yeah
2: wesley has a picture of a flight he says wow this is boozy but very enjoyable in moderation with a laugh my ass off emoji
1: nice no score there yeah uh kyle t Has a picture of the Karate Riot with a Joker-mobile Lego set. Ooh, nice. And he says, uh, staycation, beer, and Legos. Gave it a 425. Life imitating art. That's all I have to say. Have fun. Do you. Do what you enjoy. Drink the good beer. Um, Everything else seems to be pretty basic. Oh, here's a meme. I like it. (laughs) I don't know if I like the meme yet. Hmm. When you're... When you were behind someone at the cash machine, gently kiss their neck and let them know that you are no threat. Ew. <laughs> that's uh, good advice. Another picture of somebody's wife, but she's actually covering her face with the dot line glass this time because she doesn't want to be part of it. And then this image, poor lighting, kind of looks skunked. Like they're drinking some kind of like juice that's not this one.
0: Uh,
2: the last one I'm going to read is from Sean L. He says, this was phenomenal, very well done, clean, crisp, fruity, dangerous. Booziness is well hidden, and I mean well. Thanks, Robert. N. A forgotten check-in from April
1: 3rd.
2: And he gave it a 4.75. Almost a perfect score.
1: Yeah, wow. I'm checking it in right now. Um, I will. Uh,
2: I guess I did lie. I'm going to read one more check-in. It is my check-in. From March twentieth, twenty twenty one, when I originally bought this beer. And I said sweet and smooth with like seven O's. But then that ten percent is dangerous as hell. And I gave it a four point two five. It definitely goes down easy and that is really uh that's what really gets dangerous because it is ten percent and I just wanna keep drinking it over and over yeah, and over. For sure. It'll knock you on your ass like you just got karate rioted. Messed up my check-in,
1: but I'll just read what I wrote as I fix it. Uh, this is a dangerous ten percent. Uh, I can taste it. The the alcohol percentage, however, the strawberry flavor is fantastic, and so it makes up for that that little alcohol burn that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will hundred percent buy this if I see it again. Like if I if I'm there, I see it. Hundred percent, getting it. this is oh, yeah. this is delicious. I don't know if they'll pour me one of these bad boys, but <laughs> I'll I'll take it. So it's probably going to be like a, a twelve ounce pour or something. Probably, yeah. This is delicious.
2: Hundred percent recommend from us. What was your score?
1: Uh, Four twenty
2: five. Oh, so we're holding our little fingies together again.
1: <laughs> oh, go figure. We always <laughs> we always do this. <laughs> do you have an IBU? Yeah, I do. It's in the 40s. It has to be like in the 40s. It's not. It's not going to help our, our what we want with the 007 ratings. But yeah,
2: it's up there. It diff the alcohol burn kind of makes the IBUs
1: a little bit more yeah. noticeable. Right. We can always say it's in the 50s. Then we can be like, never mind. That wouldn't work. <laughs> I was thinking that there was like 55 Bond girls, but. I lied. There's 75. <laughs> there's uh, a bond girl is a love interest or flirtation of bond, which there's been 75 of them so far. Which one, how many of them did he bed though? The world may never know. Um, It says right here, films, school rejects, all 55 bond girls ranked. There you go. 55. <laughs> An option.
2: <laughs> I was going to say a view to a kill since uh, Roger Moore is 57 in that movie.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really hard to pinpoint, like, the the IBUs in this one because it's so um, clean. The alcohol definitely, like, allows you to taste it, but because of the flavors, it just smooths it out. So I I don't really know. But, I mean, it could be in the 40s. It could be the 50s. So I'll just go with that.
0: (laughs) It's
2: somewhere in there. Yeah. 40 to 55. (laughs) Still on Thunderball, there were three rejected songs from this movie, and this is number two. The artist on this one is Dion Warwick, and it, it's called Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because that was the original title for the movie before they landed on Thunderball.
1: I feel like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang would be a better name for that because it actually fits with what Bond does.
2: Yeah, and, and he goes, at one point in the movie, he attends like the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Club or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a Val Kilmer, Robert Downey Jr. movie.
0: He's tall
1: and he's dark
0: and like a shark.
1: I like this mm-hmm.
2: I definitely could hear this On a Bond movie If they want yeah. to bring back Just call a movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang In the next and Set of Bond movies And just use this song
0: Yeah
1: Kind of makes me wonder like, What is a Kiss Kiss Bang Bang but then you literally said it's the name of one of the uh, clubs. Yeah. Um,
2: and he kills people. Mm-hmm. And he kisses people. So he, he, he'll kiss you and then he'll shoot you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he has, in history, killed Bond girls.
2: Yeah. He's kissed them and banged them. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and then shot them. Yeah. Yeah. This one is... Yeah, this one's... It's... I think... Diane Warwick has the right voice yeah. to do this too. It's very reminiscent of the Roger Moore style of music, though. Mm-hmm. It's not quite Connery, but right. I do like it. I think that's why the probably the, why the next person on this list also didn't make it as the the. the the Bond song other than probably because they have Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in their title but yeah uh, it's because once they
2: changed the title of the movie they were like eh, let's, we
1: need a different song yeah and she
2: probably didn't record a different song uh, so you
1: you alluded to it let's play it yeah I mean what would they name it to right it would be like Mr. Thunderball that doesn't have the same number of syllables yeah. it just doesn't sound right you would have to
2: fully change it or have a, a song that's different than the title of the movie yeah I think it's the same lyrics, like but it's Shirley bassy instead of Diana Woolley.
0: Yeah.
1: It is the same lyrics, yeah. What? Kiss Kiss Band ban. ban, Man? <laughs> like I definitely <laughs> like Diane Warwick way better.
2: Yeah, you're probably right, but I just like her kiss, voice... Kiss, because of Goldeneye and like diamonds are forever, like she yeah, has Yeah, Goldfinger. That... Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Goldfinger. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. This one, it's much slower than the other version. Yeah, and this is definitely a Roger Moore sound as well.
0: Yeah.
2: I get like and it's not. It's not as good as her other
1: song. Right. Yeah. I get major Mr. Grinch vibes.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I I do like the Diane Warwick way better though, personally. And I guess it's more of like a, I don't have a, an attachment to Shirley Bassey. Yeah,
2: it's it's more of a nostalgia thing with yeah. her voice. Just it just screams Bond to me. But yeah, no, uh, you're
1: right. But I for quality of song and the tempo, I do like Diane Warwick way yeah. better.
2: And it's nice to give other people a chance. (laughs) Right. Uh, Next, we've got two songs for You Only Live Twice. Before Tom Jones was chosen for the title track of the Sean Connery classic, the title song was called Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and was sung by Diane Warwick. When there were concerns about Warwick's delivery, they were re-recorded by Shirley Bassey. However, both versions were not released until 1990s. The song was removed... After United Artists requested that the theme song obtain the film's title in its lyrics when it was planned to use Warwick's version at, in the end titles, Shirley Bassey sued the producers, leading to neither version ever being heard. Wow. But hers was better. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it's like, uh, you you want me to record a song, you're going to use it, or you're not going to use either one.
1: Right, yeah. Very childish. Very.
2: Uh, let's move on to You Only Live Twice, the here's the first one by julie rogers Uh, this is the one where it's in japan so thus the like ding 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 I definitely could see this being in the movie. Yeah. Because it's playing over the credits right now, and I'm like... It's like boggling my mind that this isn't the song that they used. (laughs) Right. Nancy Sinatra eventually recorded the classic theme for the Connery Bond movie, but there was originally a totally different song of the same name. English singer Julie Rogers was asked to perform the... Oriental-sounding song.
0: This is enjoyable. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you
0: should, you
2: She's got a good voice for it, too.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I don't really get the whole bond vibe from it but i also didn't in the nancy sinatra version so
2: yeah and it, it i mean it has the oriental themes i guess yeah. if you want to use that phrase um which fits with this movie
1: right yeah because it's in uh korea right for the most of the film that you die he dies in korea and most so of this it, is the one where that's
2: die another day this is you Only Live Twice. This is the one where they go to Japan and he oh. dresses like a Japanese man and pretends to be Japanese. Mm. The Sean Connery movie.
1: Yeah, I thought it was Sean Connery. They, they murder him in the first scene. Oh, maybe. You might be right, actually. Yeah. But I think it's Japan. Japan, not Korea. I was wrong about the police. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Brosnan dies in Korea. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in in Korea, Korea, yeah. That's right. It was uh, Korea. I was thinking it was all Korea, but yeah, this one... I didn't like this movie because of the the yellow yeah, face,
2: right? Uh, I got another version. That was enjoyable though. That was, I agree that that I like that version as well. Uh, soul singer Lorraine Chandler also recorded a Shirley Bassey style version that was also rather different than the other two versions. Mm. John Barry later said it was. Man, this has the Bond vibes totally. It does. Uh, John Barry said it was usually the producers that said this isn't working there's a certain something that we needed if that energy wasn't there if that misterioso kind of thing wasn't there then it was going it wasn't going to work for the movie when Frank Sinatra was touted as a potential performer the legendary crooner suggested his daughter Nancy instead
1: Mm. I low-key thought Nancy was his wife
2: I thought so too <laughs> I mean I do like this version too
0: uh-huh.
2: it definitely fits in that era
1: yeah like I don't know 60s 70s I don't know if I like the this version over the Nancy version but I definitely do like this version I mm-hmm. do like the Julia Rogers one way better than both of these
2: yeah I think so too yeah it's Got to be a tough decision to be like, yeah, yeah, we're going with this version, or if we're, this version doesn't work, let's get, bring someone else to record a new version.
1: Right? Yeah. I, I this is like the only franchise that I'm familiar with where they license out a an idea and a theme to several artists and then yeah, pick from that list. It's, it's crazy.
2: It's very interesting how, the way they do things, and it, and it's crazy that they've been doing it since the '60s like this basically. Yeah. Like, whoever's hot at the time, let's have them record a version of the song and Mm -hmm. whether use it or get somebody else. I got one from the man with the golden gun coming up.
1: Good. Ooh, a little bit of glam rock here.
2: Yeah, we got Alice Cooper recording this one.
1: Okay, which is
2: trying to appeal to more American audiences, I'm guessing, based on the previous artists, more famous in England.
1: Right. That's nice. Well, if you have, you know, Christopher Lee is the bad guy in this one. Yeah. And even though he's not American, he's played a lot of, like, classic American bad guys.
2: He's become, like, the prototypical villain in... (laughs) franchises.
1: And he he's in a rock band. He wasn't sorry. He was he was not a rock oh, really? band. Yeah, he he played metal. Yeah. Uh, so as Bond entered the glam rock era, Alice Cooper came very close to securing the Roger Moore title track. However, producers instead chose Lulu's different song of the same name. Well, that's what Alice claims, anyways. John Barry wasn't a fan of the final product, saying it's the one I hate most. <laughs> it just. Never happened for me. Wow. It really
2: reminds me of the Casino Royale. Uh, The one with, like, Soundgarden or whoever.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's kind of got that vibe for me, so eventually they came full circle back to this style of music almost.
1: This is very Doorsy as well. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um... But I think I'd have to agree with John Barry. I I, I don't hate it,
2: but no, but I, I do like the version they went
1: with. Yeah, more. this is okay. It's an okay song, but uh, yeah, I just yeah, you're right. I'm glad this one was rejected. I think, and, it's almost on spooky now. Like, yeah, woo, there's ghosts in here, which makes sense because like half the movies in a like a. Like a fun house. A fun house, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I don't mind this part of the song. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I like it. I like Allison Chains. I like this. But you're right. It's... it's Or, sorry, John Barry is right. It's not yeah. not a Bond, though. It's, not to Yeah,
2: it's not there. Yeah. It's the one he hates the most. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't agree with that, but... <laughs>
2: Of the two, of this and Lulu, this is the one I hate the most. I guess if the-
1: yeah, if you're if you're just comparing those, yeah. Of all time, anything you know, pre- <laughs> uh, previously that we've hated on before, I can tell you. I also the Goldfinger. That's the one I hated the most. That one. Yeah,
2: I like that song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goldfinger. Okay, let's move on we're in the living daylights we're up in the 80s already all right wait no i skipped for your eyes only this will be for your eyes only
1: i scrolled too far there's a Pat oswald one which is phenomenal
2: there's the jb smooth one uh so this is the by the artist blondie Originally American band Blondie was approached to write and perform the theme song for this Roger Moore Bond movie. However, it was rejected because the company wanted what ended up being Sheena Easton's song and the band refused to record it. They eventually released the song on the eighty two album The Hunter.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense though, right? If, you, if you're if you an actual band, you're an actual performing artist, and you you make your songs... You write and record a song that they
2: asked for, and then they ask you to record a different song.
1: Then you're like, nah, we're good. We'll use the song we like yeah. that we did on the next upcoming album. I, that makes sense to me, right? We
2: recorded it like this because this is the way we want it to sound. <laughs> Don't tell us what to do.
1: Which is very weird, because this doesn't really give me the Blondie vibes, though. No. Yeah. It's not a bad song. No.
2: It's hard, because these bands are trying to recreate a style of music that is synonymous with Bond. So sometimes you step out of what you're... Used to doing or comfortable doing, and it could be bad or it could be amazing. Mm-hmm. This one's just okay. I, yeah, I feel like it's it's uh, the one they went with was probably better.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know because the one they went with, that I could really care less for. Too. It wasn't that great either. <laughs> yeah, maybe if Blondie re- Blondie actually recorded that
2: version, it'd probably be better than Sheena Easton's version.
1: Maybe. Yeah, this one's okay. (laughs) Like, I don't don't know. This one's just okay.
2: It's kind of middle of the road here. Uh, Let's go on to The Living
1: Daylights.
2: This one's from the Pet Shop Boys.
1: Going for the AHA vibes, I see.
2: Yep. It's that era. Whenever you're ready
1: Just vibing out right now
2: Yeah Getting to the lyrics eventually
1: Yeah Maybe better if I Get this read Aha's title track for Timothy Dalton's first movie Was not the only recorded song for the film Pet Shop Boys also recorded a song for the film But it wasn't chosen The duo later reworked the song into This must be the place I waited years to leave On their Behavior album in 1990 It really
2: reminds me of the Moby song that was in the Jason Bourne movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot. Yeah, this is...
0: Yeah,
1: this is is definitely tame like I can't think of anything like Bondish in this one but also the aha one I didn't really get very Bondy feel either um, I always thought the living daylights was a weird
0: movie I'm,
1: uh,
2: I'm gonna look up that song just to compare them so we have time I've only got a few
1: songs left it's weird because they say reworked but it's the same lyrics this is from the first do, do, do. Jason Bourne movie Bourne Identity is it from Identity I thought it was from Supremacy
2: oh maybe Yeah, it doesn't
1: second, say second I think it's from the second one I actually might be in all three. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Yeah, probably. I'm going forward
2: a little bit. Just to get to his voice. It's very similar.
1: Yeah, it is. Like, I could tell one of them was, like, in the... Uh... Well,
2: this is 2002, this one. Yeah, The other one's in the 80s.
1: 90. But... 90. 1990. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 10-year difference, and it's basically the same style. It's like America's always behind England for... <laughs> right. ...for music trends.
2: All right, let's get back to Bond. I don't want to play too much of this one, but it's kind of
1: crazy. I mean, James Bourne. Jason is like, the same style of music, right? same style of movies
2: (laughs) and once we get to Daniel Craig they kind of start ripping off Jason Bourne's style of filmmaking so it's kind of crazy how they did that Uh, where are we at
1: we are at Goldeneye
2: Goldeneye this one's from Ace of
1: Bass if I'm not mistaken they're a pop band
2: yeah they did like I Saw the Sign hmm Uh, You can't get more 90s than the Swedish pop outfit Ace of Base, and they almost had a Bond theme. Rumor has it that the record company itself didn't believe that the Bond franchise could ever make a comeback and pull the blog on the project, not wanting to tarnish the reputation of the band.
1: How wrong they were. So wait, they, they thought that Timothy Dalton was the yeah they kind of Went as far as they could With
2: the Bond franchise hmm. The Tim D. Dalton movies Didn't do great Right Financially And then That's why you only had Two of them And they're like Now they're bringing in Another Bond This this franchise is over So Yeah They didn't really want Ace of Base To ruin their reputation By doing a theme
1: Ace of Base could have Taken off But instead Tina Turner took off
2: Yep in the end, Tina Turner's different song was chosen, but the, they later released the song with the slightly revised lyrics as "The Juvenile" on the 2002 album "Decapo," replacing the word "goldeneye" with "juvenile." I do like this song. Yeah. and I could see it in a Bond movie I'm guessing it sounded a little bit different when they it was the Golden Eye instead of Juvenile so it would have been probably more Bond sounding yeah but I do like the Tina Turner version too so it's yeah. have to say
1: I like the Tina Turner one way better than this one
2: Yeah, it's a little slow. Yeah. I, you want to be more amped up yeah. when you're re, uh, rebooting the franchise in a way.
1: I feel like this would be like if Britney Spears was asked to make a, yes. like a theme song.
2: It's almost like the Madonna one, but better.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go on to Tomorrow Never Dies. This one. This one's Katie Lang's version. It actually appears in the closing credits of the movie. So,
1: Uh-oh. probably better than Sheriff Crow version. All right. I've I
0: am
1: so. The music kind of seems, like, quick and, like, powerful, and then her voice just kind of drags. Yeah, she's kind of doing a more Shirley Bassey, like, yeah.
2: slow vocals over, like, a faster song. I do like this part.
1: Yeah. So, a different song, Tomorrow Never Dies, written by the movie's... Composer David Arnold and performed by Katie Ling was originally meant to be the theme tune, but Cheryl Crow's song was selected instead. The Langs relegated to the end credits and titled Surrender, as well as Katie Ling's song. Uh, Katie Ling song. Uh, producers asked the track from 12 other, including Pulp, the Car- uh, Cardigans, St. Etanine 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 Etta et da 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 And Swan Lane Yeah something like that <laughs> I do have those Some of those versions You don't have the Carnegans one? Get out of here I could not find that one Maybe if I do some quick Googling I could uh, Probably not
2: But I've got the pop version I do like this version But yeah. If you have the DVD You can hear the song Because it's on the closing
1: credits it's kind of slow I, I I don't know yeah. I do like it's, it In parts I, I like it in parts
2: Yeah I like the The main verse Or whatever The the chorus The verses are kind of boring Mm-hmm uh, Let's go to This is the pulp version
0: I believe Yes
2: Definitely Sounds like pulp
1: Yeah while you uh, Google. It like Bowie. <laughs> oh, he does sound Bowie. Bowie, yeah. While you Google for the Carnegans, I'll read the other parts. Yes,
0: yeah. please.
1: Yeah, it's very, oh, it's very Bowie. Because... I like this. I do. This one might be my favorite just because of the Bowie of it. Yeah. Jarvis Cocker, or Pulp delivers his signature crooning on Tomorrow Never Dies, a song that was submitted for consideration. The name change could have come about to simply avoid copyright complications once a song was rejected, but it had also been the intended title of the film at an early stage of its production. Musically, it's indie rock with a slow varying tempo. Perhaps it could have been reworked to actually use in film, and the lyrics make a reasonable stab at a general Bond malaise of lost loves and painful decisions. But no one would hear this in its release form and guess it, and guess that it was a potential James Bond tune. Definitely got that like, glam rock sound pull it away
2: and this is came out in like 2004 or something around there
1: I would be 100% on board if this was the song that was picked
2: yeah this is a fun song it's not super Bondy. it could use more like orchestral flares to it like a Bond song normally yeah. has but I do like if this was in like closing credits or something I would
1: not be mad right this, this actually does sound like an end credits theme song mm-hmm. more so than what they went with the Katie Lang's
2: um, I could not find any other version, but here's the St. Et- Ettyne ver- song. If uh, anybody listening goes to the YouTube playlist that I have for this, it's kind of cool because they put the song over the credits sequence so you can see like all the Bond girl or action with silhouettes and stuff. With the unused songs. British indie band Saint Etienne. I don't know how to pronounce that because I've never heard of them.
1: Etienne. I think it's Etienne. There's a football player with that last name. I think it's Etienne. Uh,
2: They submitted a tune called Tomorrow Never Dies. The song has a jazzy feel that moves between dance, indie, and 70s pop. Which. That's kind of all Bond-esque Yeah uh, It's an interesting tune that warms up towards the end And it features some references to Bond's relationship with Paris Carver But it doesn't scream Bond for most of its running length Yeah, so far it's not Bondy, mm-hmm. But we're only halfway through and they said towards the end never dies. It does say Tomorrow Never Dies, that's a plus It's always good when the theme mm-hmm says the title of the movie let me fast forward like 30 seconds
0: Using to cities as his
2: it's weird bongos in this that don't seem fitting for a bong
1: yeah it was weird
2: here this i think this is the part that's on bondi
1: it almost sounds Goldeneye there's a yeah Goldeneye (laughs) definitely the worst of the
2: three we've heard so far we've still got one more though oh good this one's I guess they really could not decide on a theme for this movie this one's by Swan Lee a Danish pop group they had their stab at creating the title track There tomorrow Number dies is a good tune that hits some bondian notes in the chorus. Tempo is significant for bond songs and this is a slow number that would have worked well with the title sequence, but it is ever but is it ever close enough to what we expect from a bond song? It's one of the slower like cozy bond themes that have appeared in the movies, but right not super fitting for this
0: era.
1: I like the way that they did The Tomorrow Never Dies more so than the yeah. previous band, but the rest of the song's kind of like. Eh. It's very throwback to like all time
2: high era of Bond. Yeah. Even this music video, she's got like feathered bangs and all that. That's not 2000s.
1: She's got a good voice, though. Yeah, I do like that. I'm trying to remember the Sheryl Crow version so I can, like, mentally make a, a comparison between the two. I just, I don't know. When you want to play it? Mm. We don't have to, but I think I I mean No disrespect to David Arnold. Um or to Cheryl Crow or I think I do like this one a little bit more than their Sheryl Crow version.
0: Yeah.
2: I think this is a good version. It's just it doesn't get you like pumped up enough. Yeah, if, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. The Cheryl Crow's a little faster, a little got guts- I don't know a little more energized than this one
1: yeah also if I'm listening to this theme do I do I think of sex <laughs> like because it's gonna be playing in the montage right. of you know tentacle porn or whatever oh. this video works it <laughs> that's good
0: um,
2: let's move on we've got a few more left we're going on to the world's not enough another Pierce movie this one is performed by Straw. Slow
0: Bill. Oh.
2: It's another Casino Royale type theme. Yeah. That grungy-ish
1: now, goodbye. Let's pretend we will survive. Sounds like Radiohead a little bit. Yes.
2: And we've got a Radiohead song. What?
1: <laughs> All right. The short-lived British band Straw made a decent effort t- with their tune. The world is not enough. All of the elements are present. Twangy. I don't know what that word is. Arpeggiated. Jetto. Jet. Jetted. Arpeggiated guitar lines brass stabs albeit samples along with lyrical references to bond uh why oh they say kiss kiss bang bang in this one yeah why do they gotta just use words i can't read uh malu and a singable chorus that repeats the title Uh, Lyrically, the song takes the same approach as the music by throwing in all of the expected elements like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm -hmm. However, here it suffers from the same problem as some of the other tunes as it doesn't sound as though the band had access to a story outlined or a script, which most people usually don't. That said, a reference is made to the title uh, being the Bond family motto along with mentions of the other events in the Bond timeline such as the death of Tracy Bond it's not an amazing tune but it's certainly a Bondy one I like the
2: song I feel like it's more it can fit more in the Daniel Craig era because his movies are a little bit more gritty than the Pierce Brosnan ones Mm -hmm. yeah but it is uh, comparable to the garbage version yeah,
0: that was
1: used the band the garbage garbage, not like yeah. a statement on the song. The band, not the not the the sound, which is yeah. which is interesting. Um, I just the only reference that I really see, and it kind of sounds like they're taking a stab at trying to I don't know, be ironic or like trying to make a stand with the kiss kiss bang bang thing. Yeah, I just feel like that's thrown out at us like really hard. It's a weird reference that's not uh,
2: super understandable to the mainstream audience because right. it's a title that's not was never used.
1: Like kiss kiss what what?
2: <laughs> that I mean, if you put kiss kiss bang bang in your Bond theme, you're going to end up on the rejected list. We've learned this, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's happened based on it's happened a couple of times before,
0: right?
2: Not not super Bondy, but still, I enjoy the song.
1: Yeah, if I heard it like somewhere, I wouldn't be upset about it. I do, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah.
2: Uh, let's go. We we're all the way into Daniel Craig territory. Oh, look at it, that. Sean Connery doesn't have a lot of rejected Bond themes because it wasn't until halfway through his movies that they decided that Bond theme was a genre of music. So, right, yeah.
0: Sense.
1: They had the original.
2: Here's the Shirley Bassey version of Quantum Solace. The song is called No Good About Goodbye. composer David Arnold wrote this track and he insists it was never a rejected Bond thing. but we can't help but think sure they surely not the song opening stings are clearly from David Arnold's Quantum of Solace score and it even has the word solace in the lyrics Arnold says no good about goodbye is actually just an homage that he was working on and is was later finished for Dame Shirley's 2009 album, The Performance. I know you like the White Stripes version mm-hmm. or whatever his name is, but I like the throwback nature to Shirley Bassey's earlier work yep. and like all, I think the Vocally, this song works better than that version. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That they did use. Uh,
1: I can 100% 100 see this as the theme. Uh,
2: Yeah, I prefer, like, because it is played over the actual opening of the movie. I prefer watching the opening sequence playing this theme and then watching the rest of the movie as doing my own little mashup, but... I was hoping they would use No Good About Goodbye and No Time to Die as the theme song. Yeah. Because it's Daniel Craig's last movie, so it's like, he's saying goodbye to, as Bond. like, uh, And then getting Shirley Bassey in a Daniel Craig movie, because I think she's dead now, maybe? Mm,
0: I don't so think I that
1: saw way. that. I, I googled her, because I thought, potentially, that her suing... Was like a, a white person rage over not using their word, but her and uh, Dion are both people of color. And I, yeah. I was like, wow, I, I thought mm-hmm. for somewhat of a reason that I thought it was just some shriveled old white woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't see anything about. Uh, Maybe she's still alive. Yeah, I didn't say.
2: Hopefully she'll do another Bond theme someday.
1: I would hope so. I mean... But I really like this. I, I
2: definitely prefer this version.
1: I'm still waiting for the day that they actually say, okay, we can have Idris Elba as Bond. <laughs> I think he's too old, though. The fuck does that mean? Roger Moore was 100.
2: I know, and we saw how that turned out. Yeah. I mean, I guess those movies are popular, but by the time the end of his tenure, it's like, why is this grandpa still be in Bond? Yeah. Like, you're almost fifty. just album might be too. Like, they need to go with someone like in their thirties so they can do a Bond movie every four years and still
1: yeah. have him for like four or five movies. If Michael B. Jordan was not American,
2: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> but this one, this one's fun. I, I could, I could see this. I could see the song as the main, main Bond theme. I can, I can yeah. see it.
2: It it has all the aspects of a the Bond theme. It's got Shirley Bassey's voice. It's mm-hmm. got like the orchestral. It's got solace in the lyrics. So, yeah. uh, all right, let's move on because that's the end of
1: this song. This is the Skyfall theme from Muse. Ooh, I like the Muse. It's unfortunate the Muse went up against Adele for this.
2: Yeah, you, you really can't compete, but it's a good song. It, I like this ver- this part right here. Definitely has the shoutouts to Bond right in the yeah. uh, score.
1: I definitely do like the Muse as a whole.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've got a couple of their albums. Yeah. The British band Muse tried very hard to with this get this dramatic Bond-esque song to be. The theme tune for Skyfall however they lost to Adele's uh famous soulful title theme at least their track was used in the Skyfall trailer that's awesome i didn't know that
2: yeah i guess i don't remember the trailer
1: i'll have to check the trailer out i don't remember that and it's like very
2: dramatic as this movie is with like characters dying and stuff mm mm-hmm. and you even got the mm, 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 in the background from like the bond thing
0: right To say, I'm just enjoying yeah. this song.
1: It's all I'm doing, hanging back.
2: Definitely following up to Casino Royale, you think you have a chance with this song.
1: Right, yeah. And then a tell happened.
2: Yeah, and then it's like, well, you can't really compete with that. That's like a gold platinum song or something?
1: I feel like uh, they listen they, they listen like, yeah, this is awesome and then Adele played and they're like, yeah, we lost.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll still use your song in the trailer but obviously you're not going to
1: be in the movie. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, this right here is very Muse-like. Oh, totally. The way they like break away and then have some very powerful like guitar story arc but the guitar also
2: feels like it fits in a bond theme yeah it has those similar notes to like the the overall theme like the whole use of horns mm-hmm. alright it also has a radio head vibe yeah which will lead to our final song of the episode. From the movie Spectre, which is the last Bond movie that has been released so far, Radiohead submitted this track for Spectre, but the producers felt it was too melancholy for the title sequence and instead chose "Writing on the Wall from Sam Smith. Not exactly what I would call upbeat. Director Sam Mendes attempted to use Radiohead's song elsewhere in the film but decided it was too distracting. Mendes said, It's an utter nightmare. We had this beautiful song and weren't able to use it but it's somehow cooler for Radiohead to have written a song
1: that wasn't used. Bum that they didn't pick it, because it's way better than that Sam Smith thing. It's so
2: much better than Sam Smith's. Like, you want something less melancholy, don't go with Sam Smith, because that song is super bummer. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And... The Radiohead falsetto is way better than Sam Smith's.
2: And it says Spectre in it. Yeah. Instead of writings on the wall.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Tom York can really hit those notes.
2: And this... Instrumental breakdown right here sounds Bondy. I would have definitely at least thrown this sound on the cr- closing credits. <laughs>
1: yeah. If I had this song at my disposal. Yeah literally we can sit here and say that this is way better than Sam Smith's song but it's definitely still doesn't quite hit that Bond theme song yeah
2: it it doesn't have a big crescendo it's got a big instrumental crescendo but his voice never like has like a like right. a period
1: yeah that... it just doesn't do it for me I, I like it but it just doesn't do it yeah. for me yeah
2: I like that he actually says Spectre in it though yeah He almost gets there here, but then he stops singing. Mm -hmm. That's it. Time for
1: plugs. Yeah, the plugs. Let's go. All right, social medias. We're on all of them. The Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the TikToks, apparently. Uh, We have YouTube as well, if you want to jump on there. It's Drinkin' Geek Out. Uh, we don't have one specific for OST because we're the same people doing the same thing, just a different branch specific to music. Website is drinkingeekout.com. We have a blog on there that we've posted a couple things on. We're really bad about it. We should probably do more. Uh, but we don't really have the time because we're too busy performing and doing all this stuff. Uh, we have our links to our geek SRMs, our IBUs, podcast subscription links if you want to find us on a better location if you find us on the website or any type of like twitter link that we post I generally post a link to the website and not to a blog or to a like a podcast center so if you want to find us we're on all of them uh, Google podcast Apple podcast Stitcher Spotify whatever if you have any that you are listening to that we're not on just let us know we'll try to figure it out It was a hassle to get on Apple but we did it here we are <laughs> Uh threadless T public, uh we make t-shirts, we make designs, we don't make the t-shirts and we post them on the sites. If you want uh a more uh raw copywritten style, go to our threadless. We don't copyright, we just use influence from Nintendo and they hate it. Uh yeah, they
2: don't like us <laughs> getting us stealing their fonts or whatever. Yeah.
1: We can make something that looks similar to what it is because that's of what we do, of how we run our show. Anything that's Nintendo-related, they hate it. But you can find those at drinkingeekout.threadless.com. Uh Anything that's a little bit more PC uh, that's allowable on the site that's accepted, you can go to tpublic.com slash store slash drinkin-geekout. They will allow it. And it's they actually have really quality T-shirts there as well. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash drinkin uh, Currently have no subs. But you can be our first. How about you be our first? Call to action. That'd be nice of you. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Call to action. Be S- our first.
2: Support the show. We, can, we just, And uh, reach out to us. We love hearing from people that listen. And let us know what you think.
1: Yeah, we have a pretty interesting uh, fan base where we have high numbers from what we've experienced. A lot of people say they like the show. Uh, but we that doesn't hasn't really translated to any of our socials or any of our... Uh, pay for things uh websites but you know we we don't do this for the fame we do this for the fun uh and so anything that we can do to keep us to do this if we can right if we can you know beer or you know website costs things it costs money i have to i took a job so i can do this (laughs) (laughs) i can't just do this for the fun of it and pay the bills with it right this is just a side hustle it is um
2: and I will say bond month is wrapping up shortly next week. We are doing the golden gun awards on drinking geek out. So make sure you subscribe to that podcast as well.
1: All right. Until next time. D ghost will return.